Welcome to another episode of Well Said. I'm very excited to have Congresswoman Kat Kamek on our show today. Congresswoman Kamek serves Florida's third congressional district as the youngest Republican woman in the 117th Congress. She's an alumna of the Naval War College and has previously served in the U.S. House of Representatives as a Deputy Chief of Staff. Thank you so much for joining me today, Congresswoman. Hey, happy to be here. Thank you so much. Today, I want to discuss the disconcerting role universities play in our current culture war. Congresswoman, I've heard you mention before that the culture war is in, in the U.S. has multiple fronts, such as woke corporations, media, social media, K-12 education, and higher education, etc. But where I dare push back is that, yes, all these battles are worth fighting, but it is becoming increasingly clear that universities are the front line. Students come mm -hmm. up through these institutions having operated in extremely controlled environments where they are given the impression that the university is beholden to no one. Further, students with tyrannical pensions are given free reign and sometimes encouraged to practice these inclinations in leadership positions such as student government, where they get to decide how the school spends its millions in student activity funds. Uh, students fear debate and free discussion. They shut down speakers they don't like, they shut down each other, and they're afraid of being shut down themselves. So you and I both know, as well as our listeners, that this is not a healthy environment for learning. But it is even more disconcerting because universities are becoming a sort of training grounds for the far left progressivism. So um, we've used to talk about universities as if they are isolated from reality. And once students enter the real world, they'll be ill-equipped to handle the realities they encounter. However, it is becoming increasingly clear that what happens on campus does not stay on campus. Students are taking what they learn and are attempting to shape society to fit that mold. All disciplines are showing evidence of this, hence your multi-front concerns, of course. Um, so, Congresswoman, I would like to start with just getting your perspective on how universities fit into the culture war, the kind of culture that is being espoused on campuses, and whether you think universities are the front line. Well, I mean, I think you hit on it pretty, uh, pretty accurately. I mean, when it comes to the universities and, and how they fit into the culture war, it's ground zero. Um, it, there's no surprise to you know the fact that these students who feel emboldened and are encouraged through the ultra-liberal left movement on college campuses, they are able to operate in a very safe environment where they are um, really encouraged and, and then that whole mentality of entitlement is fostered, developed, and then it turns into outrage, right? And they're able to exude and, and push out this, this outrage for things that have been cultural norms and, and there's nothing wrong with speaking out and of course that's everyone's First Amendment right. But it has gotten to the point where it has become abusive, harassment, mm -hmm. hazing. Um, it's been physically violent at times. Yeah. And it has really bred this environment of um, really, I don't want to say terror, but it has created this environment where conservatives in particular feel threatened and scared to speak out on college campuses. And so I know having not too long ago been an undergraduate on on a college campus that whole mentality of it's just easier for me to keep my head down and not really share my opinions with my professors or my classmates because I just don't want to deal with it that mentality kind of roots itself in conservatives on campus and then when they go on into the workplace they carry that same mentality because their classmates then colleagues in the workplace have that continued sense of entitlement and they have been emboldened and coddled and there has been this abusive nature 
from all elements, all sides. Um, and you're in corporate America now where you have these ESGs, uh, where your corporate boards are being forced to comply with some of these directives that are culture wars, really they have nothing to do with the company or the business itself. Um, but then these people take advantage of that and you see people, conservatives in the workplace, keeping their head down, not speaking out, not, not giving their opinion. And now I think it's reached a fevered pitch where people are sick and tired of being shouted down and shouted at, and they start speaking up. And we've seen people across the country, they lose their jobs, there's fear of retaliation, um, they, they get pushed out of industries and it's just not right. That's not who we are as Americans. And so if we're talking about these institutions of higher education, this is where people should really have a safe space to learn and discover and debate without fear of re retaliation, without fear of whether or not they're gonna get an A or an F. And certainly they should not be in physical fear uh, or fear of their physical safety. And so I think when you talk about the Campus Free Speech Caucus, which Jim Jordan and I, um, yeah, I, I, I think I probably just jumped the gun on your Oh no, your this is totally question. fine. I want to talk about this. This is a fascinating initiative. Yes. Well, you know, that was part of the reason why we formed this because we saw that there were different student groups and organizations out there that were taking on the role of providing a space and a voice for conservative students on campus. But then there was no real hub of sorts to bring all these groups together right. to really stand right. up and say, you know, there's taxpayer dollars that are going to fund these institutions, many of which have billion dollar endowments. Yep. And we're seeing an increase in tuition across the board. We're seeing um, a less um, productive outcome coming out of these education systems. We are seeing a lot of degrees, but not a lot of work products, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and while I'm sure that there is a underwater basket weaving degree useful somewhere <laughs> in the world, um, you know, you, these students are coming out with loads and loads of mountains of debt. And then they, they're like, well, you know, in college, I was a community organizer. So I'm going to do that now professionally, even though I have a, you know, a underwater basket weaving degree, whatever they have. Um, right. So the Campus Free Speech Caucus was really not even necessarily for conservatives. It was to ensure that as a taxpayer funded entity, these institutions protect the most fundamental right that we have as Americans, which is our first amendment. And that means be it conservative or liberal, you have a right to safely express your, your opinion without fear of physical harm or retaliation. And so that was really the genesis but yeah, it's, it's gotten to a point where these institutions, these colleges have become the front lines of the culture war. And I think that's why it's so important that we have these discussions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on something you mentioned initially um, before we go back into um, some of the stuff that you're doing with the caucus and for the, the Free Speech Restoration Act. Um, you mentioned abusive nature, which I thought was a really interesting way to phrase it. Um, because FIRE recently came out with a report that said 23% of students considered acceptable to use violence to stop certain speech, which I find that very interesting. So obviously there's an issue right now with younger generations not really fundamentally understanding the concept of free speech, how, it, how it's supposed to look in this country, how it's unique, it's specifically in the United States compared to other countries. What are your thoughts on that and what can we do to, to better help educate the younger generations on free speech? 
Well, I think we have really done done a disservice to young students these days. Um, we have an entire generation that has never been um, more educated, um, more resources available to them, um, generally living in, in time of relative peace. Um, and, and there hasn't been, I don't think, major strife that previous generations have had to go through. So um, we have created this coddled society, this, yeah. this generation of young people that have very high expectations of, I want things, I want it now. Um, we've been told our entire lives that um, we all deserve a blue ribbon. And we've all been told our entire lives that we're special. And so that has bred into this, this mindset that is very prevalent on college campuses of I'm entitled to everything and I don't have to work for anything and I'm going to get it right now because my parents have raised me to understand that I'm special and I can get anything that I want when I want it and you can't question me. And so instead of being an environment where it's discovery and really having these learning and, and these growth um, discussions, it's turned into a very divisive harassing type of nature. And no one knows how to disagree anymore. It turns into, I don't like what you say, so therefore I am going to react in the most aggressive way possible to demonstrate how much I disagree with you. Instead of using words, and I feel like I'm going back into like kindergarten, use your words. <laughs> right. People exactly. don't know how to use them. They don't know how nope. to use them. Mm -mm. And so uh, you talk about college campuses being ground zero. It go, take, we could take a lesson back you know, from our days in kindergarten, use your words. And yeah. just because you disagree with someone on their uh, political opinion or whatever it may be, you're also entitled to the right to be offended, but you cannot suppress that individual's First Amendment rights because you feel like you have a problem with it. That's just yeah. not how our system is set up. And right. I think that basic civics and an understanding yeah. of the First Amendment that's really missing right now in, in our society as a whole, but most certainly on college campuses. Yeah, absolutely. And before I let you go, I wanted to discuss really quickly kind of what your thoughts are on when do you think it's appropriate for the federal government to get involved with free speech issues in higher education? Um, you know, uh, I think it was uh, Congressman Greg Murphy recently introduced the Kansas yes. Free Speech Restoration Act. If you could, and you were a co-sponsor on that. So if you could discuss some of the goals and kind of what, what would be the role of the, the government in all of this? Well, again, I mean, you look at these institutions, they rely heavily on federal funding, um, research and development dollars, some upwards in the billions of dollars that they receive annually. I think when you are getting to a place where you no longer can fly the American flag on college campuses, you are saying to students that you have to pull a permit, that there's no such thing as certain areas that you can speak your mind without, you know, you have to be in a free right. speech zone. Um, you've seen college campuses across the country have segregated um, um, graduations right. and, and, you know, things and activities that are only open to certain races or demographics. That's wrong. That is right. not who we are as Americans. Right. And right. so I think once you start getting into the basic fundamentals of violating the Constitution and the constitutional rights that each one of these students is afforded, um, that's when the federal government needs to step in and say, if you are going to act as a private university, then you can do it without taxpayer dollars. And I, I just find the hypocrisy of some of these institutions 
to readily accept taxpayer funded dollars, which include conservative dollars, by the way. Um, but then they, they turn around and they want to shun any conservative thought or speech on campus. And this goes to professors too. I've talked to so many professors who cannot speak out. Um, they are scared that they won't get tenure if they speak out. And it's, it's really a frustrating thing that we're dealing with here. But I think that's why groups um, that are doing the reporting like FIRE, really going after those universities that are rated in the red, the worst egregious offenders, not allowing conservative speakers to come on campus, mm -hmm. really not having a policy that is equitable in terms of how a student can protect themselves and their academic experience and their academic record um, if they are being retaliated against for their political beliefs. You know, these are all things that these students need to have at their disposal that the university should be using and have on the books, but many don't. And so that's why the Campus Free Speech Caucus, we're gonna be really the, the hub and really bringing all these groups together to take on this fight. Because if we look down the road in 50 years, the work that we do today will be paying off in really, I believe, getting our country back to the foundational principles, life, liberty, pursuit of happiness, and really upholding the tenets and the, the Bill of Rights that um, makes our country so great. So. That's what we're all about. We wanna make sure that we are addressing this head on and being fair across the board, not just for conservative students, but right. for all students to protect their constitutional right. Well, Congresswoman, we really applaud all your efforts and every awesomeness that you're doing with the caucus. It's really great. <laughs> Keep up the hard work. I know it's an uphill battle for you. Um, this is Well Said, where I interview policy experts, commentators, academics, and students on higher ed, free speech, related topics in American culture and policy. You can share this episode on Facebook or YouTube, as well as our podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or Anchor. Download the podcast, listen anytime, give us a five-star rating if you like what you've heard today. I'm Sharice Trump, and Congresswoman, that was Well Said. <laughs>